Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new year. We are kicking off 2020 with a new episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I am joined by my lovely crew. Miss Mary Almonte is in the building. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) We made it to Uh, the new year. Yeah, barely. Hanging on by a thread. (laughs) Pretty much. Mr. Bailey the Great is also in the building. I have no idea what's going on in his world, but, you know, obviously he's festive. What's going on, Baylor? We made it to another decade. We did. We did. So, you know, I, I just recorded my show, and the idea had sparked in my head, like, right then and there, and I spoke at it. I spoke on it at the end of the, uh, of the episode, but I sent the message to myself, hopefully to hear it in, in 2030. That's what's up. Wow. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's the good, good thing about podcasting. You can go back at any moment in time and like hear your thoughts and see how they've evolved and changed and shit. So it'd be interesting to do 10 years from now. 10 years from now. I don't know if I'm going to survive 10 years from now if I have another holiday season like this one, though. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Man, good Lord. Oh, shit. But nonetheless. We got some topics here this week. We're going to make it do what it do. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. So the first one is, have you guys seen this uh, Drake's uh, interview with Rap Radar? Either one of you guys seen it? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it it was... it was one of the more interesting interviews with Drake. I feel like a lot of Drake interviews all go the same way. Like hearing him talk about Kanye and the Pusha T situation, uh, especially on top of other things, was it was interesting to see him trying to open up a little bit more. But like Mary, overall, what did you think about like his comments on Kanye and saying he could never mend fences with Pusha T? I mean, it's kind of what I would have expected. Um, I just personally feel like everything that surrounds Drake or that he's involved with is just overhyped. Like, I'm just kind of over him. And I don't, like, I'm not trying to stay, like, take shots at him as an artist, but him as a personality, I'm kind of like, I'm uninterested at this point. So, but, I mean, listen, Rap Radar is quality, honestly, quality journalism. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it 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 was a quality interview, and it was, you know, I wouldn't have expected anything less from them either. So, yeah. That's what's up. Baylor? So we we gonna gloss over the fact that he tried to play the victim. This is in Rome. It's always what right. he does. But I, I but at this point, like a uh, come on, man. I think actually I'm more upset that he did say that he can't he don't think he can get over the whole pushy thing when I feel like that'll probably help hip hop a lot though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, because you know, uh, a lot of youngsters in it and you know, in this generation, this era, they look up to him. You know, that's their Pac or Big, whatever you want to call it. So to see him, you know, and I mean, without even being biased or anything like that, or even hating, we know Pusha got him. Pusha got him yeah, in that battle. That's a fact. Um, but he also got the best of Meek, who is still looked up at as well. So I feel like, yo, you went at a cat, damn near almost into his career, and y'all cool. And you can't do the same with Pushy because he hurts you. He hurts your ego. 
And the thing is, this is what people have been saying. Non-Drake fans have been saying his whole career is that you guys, like Mary said, y'all overhype him a little, little too much. Then when he gets into an arena where he's not really supposed to be, trying to adjust the rules and shit like that, like, bro, you can't do that. Just stay in your lane. But I feel like as an entertainer, as a yeah, just as an overall entertainer, I think he's a dope cat. But I, I don't know, man. It's just something about that interview. I'm like, bro, you just, uh, you just hurt. I think he's just hurt. But I think I appreciate that because it's real, right? Like, yes, okay, there is this responsibility um, that comes from being a, a figure in hip hop. And I wouldn't even say he's this generation's Pac or Big, but maybe he's this generation's Jay Z. You know how, like, Jay drops wisdom and blah, blah. So I could see that. But at the end of the day, he is still a human being, and you don't fuck with someone's kids. And, I mean, listen, I'm I'm more of a Pusher fan than a Drake fan, but I will say that that was a fucking low blow. <laughs> I mean, he definitely finished him, but yeah. that was a point of no return. Like, I feel like, look, I'm a parent, and if anyone brings, like, if anyone brings up my kid, period, I'm going to fuck you up. And... I mean, when it's to the point of, like, outing someone's kid that he was trying to keep hidden from the world for whatever reason, I don't know. Like, I, I do feel his point there as a human being. Like, that shit was fucked up. I, need to, I don't think there is a point of return from that. He, he was not hiding his kid from the world. He was hiding his world from the kid, remember? Exactly. Whatever, <laughs> whatever order that came in. <laughs> Pusher put the kibosh on that. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I think, like, I agree with both of your points. Like, you, you can tell that that was definitely a punch in the stomach to Drake and one that he wasn't expecting. Drake thought he was going to be able to finesse Push to the death, and he didn't expect Push to come with the heat that he came with. I'm, for one, that I don't think that there's anything off limits in true battle rap. Like, I feel like people get sensitive. Now, I understand with the kids if that hits a nerve with you i would never take that away from him but my thing is, is that then you should have he should have responded back and he didn't so like now you want to sit there and play the hurt card with like hell drake has mentioned kid cuddy's mental health issues when in, in battles before so like you can't be the one who's willing to pull the gloves off when you're when you're the attacker but then try to claim victim when you get attacked like that's just my opinion on it with drake but i mean he's human i understand like like you said mary Anybody mentions my kids, it's on. That's this period point blank. Um, I just think overall, like just it's it's only we're a year removed from it, like a year and six months. Let's give it a couple more years and see where it ends up. Um, but I for one, I don't ever expect to see these two um to ever like really mend fences or do a song together. The thing with the interview is that even even in the battle, it seems like Drake is more hurt by Kanye, whatever their relationship was, than even the shit with Pusha T. And it's like that seems more personal. Like Pusha, it seems like he's just it. It was off. He he was caught off guard by it. But with Kanye, it really seems like he felt like his friend betrayed him, and I can understand that from a point too. Well, well, then he needs to address Kanye and leave Pusha alone. Yeah, because like you said, there's no rules, right? And 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 I get that because you could also say that like with the comedians, the comedians battle with the same thing. Like they're not they're they're tight roping against uh, uh, certain topics nowadays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There was really nothing off limits unless you knew them uh, personally and then you wouldn't say anything about their family or something like that. I don't push your teeth and really care for Drake. He never have, never will probably. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so, look, my thing is with Drake took advantage, Drake took advantage of Meek's weak point. 
and he went with it back to back. Yeah. And so Pusha did the same goddamn thing. Now, if you didn't want to get in the ring, leave him alone. I don't see Pusha going out there picking on people for no reason. You know, I think I think Pusha took advantage of Drake's. Um, I would say him feeling himself, yeah. and he was ready for it. Um, but as me being an optimistic person, I would like to see them just let bygones be bygones. I really do because, like I said, I'm not a Drake fan at all. I'm a huge Pusha T fan, but I would love to see both of them just, you know, we heard about the mic that you purchased. Yeah. You know, we knew you listened to him. So it was like, you, I think it's more about the Kanye thing than anything. Like, yeah. man, you got your guy over here on me. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see where it goes. We're going to go ahead and get into the next side. We got more Drake later on in the in the, uh, in the the episode, so we'll talk a little bit more about him musically. Um, going into the next topic, we got this. Uh, Barack Obama released his favorite music of 2019. I don't know if, you, if both of you guys got a chance to see it. Um, and there's some interesting things on this list that I wouldn't expect from um, – from Barack Obama, like he, uh, Hello Sunshine, Bruce Springsteen's on there, Suge the Baby's on there, Oblivious by the Nationals on there, Toast by Coffee, uh, then Juice by Lizzo, uh, Benz by Salons, Frank Ocean's on this list, Rima's on this list, Young Thug's on this list. My, but my, my point is this I know we're not a political podcast, but the thing is, is that the, one of the things we love so much about Obama is how personable he is. And doing shit like this just highlights it. But it's like, look at who the fuck we have in office after coming from some shit like this. This is all I think about. And it sucks that we go we go from somebody so personal that, that releases their their favorite music of 2019 to somebody I don't think would be able to spell as many words as on this list, like just personally. So, you know, it is what it is. I agree. <laughs> are you saying are you saying you waiting on uh, that track list from Mr. Uh... <laughs> I would love to see that track list. I would love to. I shudder to think of what that would be, but I bet you Old Town Road's on it. And ASAP Rocky because he just but, but no, but knowing him, knowing him, he would throw a curveball like that to troll us and throw all kind of music that he know we was listening to last year. Kanye's on there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just I just had to throw that out there. Just, Brock, Brock actually came out with his favorite movies of the year, favorite music, and it was something else too. He came out with a couple of lists. So, uh, shout out to Barack Obama. Um, moving on though, because I, I unless you guys have anything more to say on that, it's just an interesting fact I threw on the topic list. No, I have to really digest it. Okay. So since right. I've been in the holiday coma, whatever <laughs> you call this. Cool. So uh, they released the top. Uh, earning musical artists of the decade and Dr. Dre was actually the top earner of of the decade which surprised me because Dr. Dre really has had a low key decade when you think about it yeah he, re- he released Compton which kind of came and went and didn't get the fanfare that people were expecting the album from Dr. Dre to get but other than that he's just been making a lot of business moves behind the scenes I'll go to you first Baylor on this one since that's in your neck of the woods like what do you what do you think of Dr. Dre being the top earner for the decade you know, the first thing that uh, <clears throat> when I seen it, uh, the first person I could think of was Suge Knight, though. No mm-hmm. lie. Okay. Because I feel like, and that's another, you know, couple that would have never squashed their beef, but they supposed to be celebrating that together to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I wish they was because that would have put, I think that puts a whole different mindset 
on the listeners if we seen those two at the top, you know. Um, but he deserves it though. I mean, he made a lot of lot of business moves. Uh, when we look at when we look at uh, Jay Z, when we look at Puff, uh, we also for, you know sometimes we forget about Dre unless we're you know using his headphones or something like that. But yeah. he's been a, he's been quiet, and it's you know he deserves it, man. I'm, I'm happy for him. I just feel like. Everybody else that he's worked with, that he was close to, including Snoop, and like I said, Shug, I really feel like they should be a part of that success as well. Okay. All right, Mary. All I heard in the back of my head is, and motherfuckers act like they forgot about it. <laughs> that is a fact. Um, I mean, I feel like he was always a smart businessman. I mean, I are these earnings just based on music sales, or are they everything combined? It's everything combined. So for, right. like, yeah. He's so made then 900. that's really not surprising because yeah. I feel like Beats by Dre came out in this decade, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was huge. Um, yeah, I always had respect for him on every level, to be honest with you, but it's not surprising at all. Yeah, he's he. So in this decade, he's made nine hundred and fifty million dollars. Right behind him is Taylor Swift with eight hundred and fifty, and then uh, other hip hop artists on the list is number Diddy's at number five with six hundred and fifty million, and Jay Z is down at number seven with five hundred and sixty million dollars in the decade. Mm. Just let me get just let me get a million. Like I'm just right? just throw it my way. Like it's crazy. <sighs> A hundred thousand something like Jesus, y'all won't even miss it. <laughs> but yeah, I think the the biggest part, like he got twenty percent of the sale of Beats by Dre to Apple, which was sold for three billion dollars, I think. So wow, yeah, wow. So there you go. That's where a, a big chunk of those earnings came. But he's earned it, man. Um, but uh, any nothing left on that one. Let's move into the next topic. This one is kind of. Just an interesting thing that I was thinking about. So, um, 2019. Just kind of recapping the year. I asked. I asked. I'm asking you guys the question: Was it a disappointing year overall for music? Like, was there, was there one great album to drop in 2019? Mm. Um, overall, music wise, yeah, I would have to say, you know, because I, you know, I. I would say about 15, 20 minutes ago in one of my group chats, they brought up their top five albums of last year. And none of, I said, none of it was in my top five. And I said, that's probably why, um, yeah, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed mm-hmm. because I, you know, I did push for crash cause I really liked that album. And then you got Rhapsody wasn't on there. And I said, this is, yeah, we're not in a good, we're not in a good space when it comes to music. And I think it's because this amount of content that we just put that people are pushing out every day, every day. And I don't think they're taking time on their, their craft or, 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 or tapping into their passion enough to give us a good project. Like everything we listen to is like throwaways now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you might find a few tracks on maybe, you know, a 15 album. Uh, I mean, a 15 track album, you might come away with maybe three or four. Yeah. You know, at best, and then try to come up with some type of an excuse to say uh, this wasn't a solid album. But no, nah, overall, no, nothing. R and B wise, uh, hip hop wise, nothing, man. Uh-huh. I think I think Crash overall, because it was just the songs that I liked. But Crash overall was probably the only album that I had liked, maybe about six or seven tracks, and that was. And I'm like, ugh. After that, it was just it was just tracks here and there. Okay, Mary, what do you think? 
Yeah, I feel like 2019 was very much an an incubation year. Um, and I feel like that musically and I feel like that personally, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, but I feel like seeds are being planted or were planted. And, you know, I, I'm kind of excited to see what happens in, with 2020. I feel like the energy for 2020 is just different. People are going to be bringing their A game, I feel. Yeah. And I don't have any good basis for it, so don't ask. But mm-hmm. I just I just feel that way. And, I mean, to your point, Baylor, yeah, the, the it's just so accessible to make music now, right? Like, even back in the day, studio time was harder to come by. And, like, now people, you know, can record from just about anywhere. So, and then upload their shit to just about everywhere. So I feel like that is probably diluting our experience as consumers of music. But I don't know. Let's see what 2020 brings. I kind of think everyone's feeling some kind of renewed energy. Yeah. So yeah. When, when you look at it, 2019, uh, we didn't have, we, there was no Drake album. There was no mm. J. Cole album. I mean, mm. yeah, he came out with the Dreamcatchers, but no solo J. Cole album. No Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Right? No Nick, No Cardi album in 2019 either. Like, mm-hmm. so like all the people who are kind of heavy hitters right now in the game didn't release an album. And so I think that definitely contributes to 2019 feeling like a disappointing year, but more so too, I think like when you really look at it, it was really the baby's year. Like I, I baby and Megan, the stallion really. And yeah. a, as they're still building their fan base, like it's great to see their rise, but I mean, all of like the, the, the greats, nobody really dropped an album and on top of that. Like it, it was the year of the bop, right. And bops come and go. There was nothing that really stayed, uh-huh. uh, that, that lasted for a long time. And it, it, I think that all contributes to it. And, you know, hopefully it changes in 2020. Uh, J. Cole was already reportedly supposed to be re- releasing the fall off in 2020. So that'll be, that'll be what's up. Maybe, maybe Beyonce drops an album. It just, it, it was just a, Okay, it, it was like a year where your uh your top two players are injured. Baylor did use a, a sports reference. Your top players mm-hmm. are injured, so you're kind of just sitting around waiting to see what happens still next year. But it see, definitely it definitely feels like a rebuilding year, yeah. I'd say, because mm-hmm. to me it feels like when I wouldn't even say injured. I I feel like it's more like your if we're gonna do like high school or college sports, where like you're everyone graduated and mm. now you have like the freshmen yeah. <laughs> or whatever, like the underclassmen who you're trying to develop, because i.e. you know the ba- the baby and and Megan, they yeah. definitely would be like the freshman year, you know. Right. <laughs> so right. let's see. Right. But you see, every time, like when you mention Cole and when you mention Kendrick, and I, I mean, and it's like you're. It's, it's refreshing when they drop something. Yeah. And that's what we thirst for because we listen to, and I apologize to all the artists out there, but majority of this shit is all bullshit. You listen to it for so long, it becomes normal. And then when they finally speak up, they show a, they show a 15 second clip on IG of them being in the studio and we go bananas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're just waiting for that pure, raw content, you know? Yeah. What do you think, like, the state? Right now, like with with the bigger artists and Mary, you, you a great point of saying it's like a development year. Like, who's the next up? Because as, right now, there's no clear. The baby is good. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I love his performances. I love his energy and everything. But he's gonna have to do a lot of improvement before we, he's even mentioned as like a head a headline to me personally. And Megan Thee Stallion has a far way to go too. Like, are those the 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 only two that we have to look forward to as far as developing right now? I hope not. 
God Almighty, I yeah. hope not. Mm. I think I think I think the baby is like a I think at best right now, I'm not saying he can't be better, but right now he's like a role player on the championship team. We're just accepting it right now. That's what I'm saying. Like it gradually it gradually brings us down when we continue to listen to the same like me. We do a video every year for New Year, for the New Year, and we just pick random songs. And we're going through these song selections, and I'm like, yo, what the hell are these people listening to? Yeah. And my wife couldn't, we didn't know none of these artists, and it's just all kind of weird names. And I'm like, yo, I, I really feel old. But at the same time, like, I feel like we're in that middle space of being understanding the older crowd but still adapting to the younger crowd and they just don't have the talent i swear they don't you know what i'm saying and but the the baby is his charisma is like unmatched yeah. so i mean i get that part but it's the same it's the repetitive shit it, oh man i don't know man maybe i'm just looking into it too deep mm-hmm. and everybody just everybody else is looking at the surface but it's the same goddamn song and ad libs is like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, let's let's move on from a disappointing year in music to get into the next topic, something more positive. Eddie Murphy is going to be receiving a lifetime achievement award at the Critics Choice Awards. About goddamn time! I'm happy mm-hmm. for it. Like, uh, 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 my God, <laughs> <laughs> how long was they gonna wait? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like it's 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 funny when things like this pop up and you look and it's like it's like you would just automatically assume he's already gotten something like this because he she he deserved you, it decades ago. Yeah. When you put it on the list, I'm like, did he already get this shit already? <laughs> <laughs> Is he about to be a two time back to back? Like, uh yeah, salute man. to salute to Eddie though, man. Like really the younger folks don't know what they missed. Mm-hmm. You wanna talk about mm-hmm. oh my god, you wanna talk about comedy? God and he did it he did it his way though. He did it his way. Well um, I had heard somewhere that Norbit is what cost him several awards. Sense. That makes sense. That's what I had heard. That he was poised to like, you know, get all of this sooner. Including I think like um an Academy Award as well for mm-hmm. a different movie. But then he put out Norbit and that made everybody not want to fuck with him. <laughs> Well, damn. Which, by the shit. way, Norbert is one of the fucking funniest movies I've ever seen. Yo, that shit is mad funny, ain't it? Yo, I know. I, it's like a, I'm ashamed to admit that I actually enjoy Norbert. But, yeah. I like it. I can see how people find it offensive, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It would my, never my get made nowadays. It would never get made nowadays. Right. But, it, but isn't that bad, though? Because he's been... I mean, shout out to, shout out to Martin, but Eddie play damn near every character like we could just imagine you know what i mean i mean right and martin kind of did the same i mean not the same extent but like in big mama's house i feel like that was like an an offensive appropriation if you really think about it but i don't know norbit (laughs) eddie murphy played a white guy in a barbershop right well he did that for coming to america as well so why were people so pissed off about norbit and not that i don't know Man, I can't I tell know. you why, but that's what I had heard. So, yeah, yeah. he played a he whole family, <laughs> <laughs> right. a whole fa- a whole dinner table conversation with just him. 
Yeah. Like this a wow. whole ratchet family. That's crazy, <laughs> man. All right, so let's 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 do this. I I don't I don't know you guys this well when it comes to comedy, so this would be interesting. Raw or delirious? Mm, raw. 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 I got to go raw. <laughs> yeah, raw I got to sure. go raw. Outfit and all. Yeah. Yeah. Raw is, to this day like it's and that's the thing like you you did raw delirious coming to America like that right there should have got you a lifetime achievement award. Not mentioning that's everything wrong. he did since then. Yeah, that's what I'm right. saying. That's like it's just it's so crazy. Um, but hey, I'm glad he's getting his just due now for real though. Um yeah. <laughs> moving into more things behind the camera, fifty cent is officially making a documentary about Takashi Six Nine. Now this is after last week uh, well, a couple of weeks ago we discussed that uh DJ Academics would do something. He announced it like the day after our episode release, so we're keeping our, our track going of just being uh, the Nostradamuses of uh, hip hop, but um, <laughs> so Fifty Cent making a documentary on Takashi Six Nine. You guys surprised that he's touching it because the last I remember him speaking on Takashi Six Nine is that that relationship was kind of severed that because of the snitching he wasn't going to be dealing with him anymore. So it kind of caught me off guard to see that he would make a documentary. What do you guys think? He could be doing it to help him make some money. That's true. Yeah, or he could be just trolling motherfuckers, which is what Fifty was to do best. I don't know. Or he could be taking advantage of some content that he know we gonna watch. Right, that too. Yeah, and it really seems like he's trying to now be like more known as a filmmaker. So yeah, I think yeah. theory is right, Baylor. Like, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, there's definitely content there. I mean, <laughs> but I I also feel like this story is kind of I don't know, like a. I don't know. I don't want to say common because not everyone skyrockets to where Takashi got to, but you're not about that life. And then you're only out is to snitch. I mean, it's kind of like Goodfellas, right? Like that is a great I mean, comparison. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. Yeah. So, although I think uh, Henry Hill was a little more about it than Takashi. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a, just a little. Yeah. Just a little bit. Oh, but still, man. the point is when you're backed against the wall, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, are you, are yeah. You, are you guys gonna be tuned in to, like all this content that's gonna be coming out regarding Takashi after he gets released? I am. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I'm it's, far. I'm far from a fan, but it's, it's nonetheless it's still good content. I yeah. can tell you right now, even if even if this guy wasn't a part of the rap game, just hearing a a story about an informant that was a part of a game, mm-hmm. we're gonna tune into that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need well, the hip-hop also, history behind it. I mean, there were so many informants in that shit that you didn't even think for. Like, his fucking driver. Like, what? <laughs> it was like every yeah. other day you were finding out someone else was actually already tur- flipped. And, and that's what I hope that they do as we lost Mary. Uh, that I hope with these documentaries regarding Takashi that they really get deep as far as like not just focusing on the hip-hop, not just focusing on Takashi, more make it about the fall of 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 the Treyway Bloods like they they I would love to see like how that whole thing fell apart yeah yeah and, and that's the thing though we got to stop giving them so many ideas because they could do spinoffs yeah you know what I'm saying they could do it from they could do it from Takashi standpoint they could do it from one of the gang leaders or many leaders standpoint you know what I mean yeah it's a lot that they could do with this it's like a it's a huge gumbo pot of content that they could do with this and that's why I think 50 is taking advantage of it Cause we go watch it. We like we like looking at the the rise and the downfall of, of people. We do, yeah. and we want to see the beginnings of it. 
Yeah. And Absolutely. so you know the the picture the pictures that we've seen of him prior to him joining the game. I need the, the story behind it. I need exactly. That. I need exactly. That. And you know who exactly. they can cast as him? Oh boy, who was in um fuck, She's Gotta Have It, the annoying dude. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sad part is I know about that because that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's crazy. Got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our break. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about some new music. Not that much. And then we'll be, uh, we'll wrap it up after that. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies Podcast, podcast. a weekly legal podcast. For the culture. Each week we have conversations with our co-host Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. Well, we're back and uh, so the first thing that we're going to talk about, we're going to get into Uncle, Mo- Uncle Murder's uh, year wrap up, but this Drake War thing and the only reason... I want to comment on this is that uh, it's this song is just a straight ripoff from European rap. It's ridiculous. And this is the thing that I have that I don't like about Drake is the culture vulturing. Like he just it's like he tries to get the infinity stones of rap. He takes every he's he's been a fucking reggae artist. He's like he's, he's done everything. What do you think about it? Um, I didn't hear it, but I will say this. That was a great, um, I would say comparison to one of the best movies that was ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like Drake takes advantage of different cultures, but I will say this in his defense, we are in a culture that copies. That is true. That is and, true. And the thing is, we went from, bro, if you don't write your own music, then you're not a real lyricist, mm-hmm. to, well, it doesn't matter who writes your lyrics as long as you can perform it. Yeah. So as the days pass by, everything is watered down. I'm not mad at it if you take advantage of it. I'm mad when you don't, when you don't give praise to the people that created it. That's the part that I'm upset about. Because mm-hmm. I feel like... For example, the Wayne, the Wayne brothers, I have the highest respect for them, the highest respect, because I understand their grind, their older brother and sister and stuff like that. They came out here years ago and made a West Coast movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it was a, you know, it was a, it was, it was a, it was a classic. It's a classic West Coast movie, you know, funny West Coast movie. Um, But at the same time, it's not like they it's not like they gave off that, you know, um that feeling of they created this. You know, they came up with this type this type of comedy or 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 something like that. They really paid homage to the West Coast. And that's where I feel Drake loses a lot of people is that he will make a uh he will make a reggae song or what really kills me is when he make these tough guy songs. Yeah. That well that, that really, and that's the yeah, that that needs to just stop. But go ahead. I don't look at step on. 
but you know if you if he comes out with a with a di- from a song with uh, from a different culture that doesn't bother me but if he doesn't you know show respect to them you know if he wins an award or he makes a video at least have that person in the video and when you get up and accept your award and your speech you should mention them you know what i'm saying because without that content you don't put out a number one hit you know so that's, that's where drake loses a lot of us yeah, and the accent, like he starts off with the fake UK accent. Like we 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 drilled him for the accents, right? But yet it's like the thing. I don't know. We've we've gotten dancehall Drake, we've gotten Latin Drake, we've gotten Atlanta Drake. Like who? I want to know who Arbery is as as an artist. You feel me? That's what I want to know. At this point in in your career, like I get it, you're versatile and I respect it. But I want to know what 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 do you want to make as an artist? Like what what's you? Go ahead. No, I'm, I, I was saying you could continue, but I'm glad you said that because I'm going to have to bring up another legend that that did that. Go ahead. That's Pac. That is absolutely true. Pac, before Death Row, Pac joined Death Row, mm-hmm. and Pac almost trying to get out of Death Row. We know who Pac was ultimately. He was a poet mm-hmm. at the end of the day. He was a poet. I would say even before, just a, if you want to call him an entertainer. But the thing is, you know, because of the certain situations that he was put in, um, he adapted certain cultures. You know, everybody knew, you know, he wasn't no gangbanger. We already knew that. But the fact that he came out with certain songs that showed his true talent and his, you know, his inner self, that's what that's what we respected about Pac. Yeah. With Drake, like you just said, you don't know who Aubrey is. Yeah. You don't. But that's why I always say that he was a dope um, actor. I think he's a dope actor because I feel like he can adapt to any situation in any type of film. That's also what he does with his music. Yeah. And uh, Arby, I mean, uh, Drake is Arby's greatest role. When you really think about it, that's what it is. Uh, he's, uh, and the thing is, like, while Drake, I'll never say like Drake is like the best singer ever. He can sing. He can, he can do both effectively at a level that not many people are able to do. But in, I, I would just, I just want to see, what is Drake when he's not trying to continue this this mainstream pop thing, and when he just sits back and just makes the type of music that he feels? That's what mm-hmm. I want, and that's Ooh. the thing, and that's what I miss. That's what I miss in Drake albums since since uh, damn, which one is the classic? I don't even remember the titles off the top of my head. Um, Did he more like shit called? Mo- oh, I don't know. But, you, um, talk, you talking to the wrong person <laughs> when you to Drake? But no, seriously, I just I just want. I I I really want Arby to get locked up in the lab and just make what if 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 he feels like singing sing if you feel like rapping rap don't try to drop bars to make it seem like you're the heart like just make music and I will respect you Drake albums feel empty to me they feel like they're like it's somebody sitting at the mountaintop and they feel like nobody can knock him that's why he he's he felt so caught off guard by the pusher shit because do you he was feel too- like do you feel like he makes music to please people I do. I do, but and, okay. and, and that and yeah. that's fine. Like I res- like he's making his money doing it, and I respect that. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, exactly at the all when it's all said and done, I want to feel your music. I don't want to feel you filtering what your fans' expectations are through your music. I want to feel what you want to make. And that's mm-hmm. when when Drake was rising, when Drake was coming out with the mixtapes, like before he got major, I was I loved Drake then. And that's because like he just he him and Donald Glover were very similar in the sense that you, they will make whatever the fuck comes to their mind. 
You you mm, may you yeah. may get some crazy stuff. Some like I want that back. This is America. Let me tell you. Yeah. Set the video to the side, which I also think that we needed the video to appreciate the actual track. But how he made that video and how it sounded, it was like it was different. Yeah. But it was something we knew that he could only create, though. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, you're right, though. We're all waiting for that Aubrey, I guess, that Aubrey project, you know, instead of that Drake project. Yeah. So that's that's my thought. I know I know all Drake fans won't agree with that, but it is what it is. Uh, Yo, I don't really care about Drake fans, and, really and that's my, and I've said like I used my 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 distaste used to be focused at Drake, and it's really not. I hate Drake fans. I hate Arby's Angels go. with a passion, bro. Like I hate them, and it's it's it, and that's what it is. And I and I've learned that luckily over the last year, I've grown and been like, all right, let me separate him from his fandom. And as an artist, I don't have any issues with Drake. You know, except right. him trying to act hard, like. But we all know that that's not that that's a fake aid. But other than that, like as an artist, I appreciate Drake for what he does. Yeah, yeah. So. I, up until up until he said up until the interview, really, um, and prior to that, after him, yo, he said he said that he didn't he didn't get out barred. I guess for so, and that's when I was like, oh yeah, he's really hurt. Yeah, he's really hurt. Yeah, because the thing is, is that. Drake always says he studied rap battles. Like they're at Drake, if if Arby was taken away and and was looking at this from the from the outside looking in, there's no way he would be able to say that he didn't get out bar. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, to me, you could go ahead and study. Um, you could study these diss tracks and these rap battles, but that means nothing until you actually in one. Exactly. Because you have to wait for that person to respond, and now you gotta have a strategy to come back. Mm-hmm. So you can't use what Jay Z did against Nas. You can't use what Pac did against Big, or which you know, vice versa. You can't do that because the content is different, and the energy was different. And I don't think he could match that energy. And that's the thing. Like Drake is, I think you're right. Like we haven't had an authentic track or album, but I think he did everything to get to the point where. Now, I mean, we do we do that with a lot of artists, though. Kanye got to that point where, um, you know, you get to a certain level where you want to create what you want to create deep in deep in your heart, and I think he's probably scared to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Miss Mary's back, and so Mary, what we were talking about is uh, that Drake track uh, "War" and how like he uses the UK accent on it, <laughs> and how he, he he flips back and forth to the the accents, and then overall, like we we got into a conversation of saying that Drake, it feels like Drake is making music for his fans rather than make music that he wants to make. And uh, Baylor had a great point of saying that we want to see what Arbery wants to make rather than what Drake wants to make. But what do you think? Mm, that's a little scary. <laughs> when I think of Aubrey, I think of like the kid in the wheelchair from Degrassi. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what we want. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Drake is just such a slippery character to me that I'm just not interested in anything that he does. <laughs> I know that sounds horrible, but yeah, he's just kind of corny. He's not for me, but, you know, I get his appeal. I do. Yeah. And listen, I respect what he does, and every now and again, he'll come out with a verse that I'm like, okay, Drake, I see what you, I'm picking up what you put down there, but for the most part, I'm just not into it. So me personally, going to be a no for me, dog. Like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
fair enough. <laughs> the last, the second piece of new music that we're talking, Uncle Mart, Uncle Mur, goddamn, Uncle Murder's uh, year wrap up song. Did you guys get to hear? Did you get to hear, Mary? Yo, like I was just gonna ask you guys if he put it out. I didn't. I oh, did not hear it. Yeah, or hear any buzz about it. He he went in on uh on. I don't know what K Michelle did to him, but it basically the song was mostly about K Michelle and Takashi. Like there's there's so many references to them in the song. But Baylor, I can tell by your face you got thoughts. I know because the, the thing is when I seen the length of the song, yeah. I said, all right, I need to be in a good space to listen to all <laughs> this at one time. And I started to listen to like the first 30 seconds and then I got interrupted. As you can see, <laughs> my, my family has been on my bumper all week. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go back. We'll probably have to do a review of it uh, next week because okay, cool. uh, I wouldn't be I wasn't able to like dig into it. But I was waiting on that, though. Yeah. I was waiting on it. Yeah. Yeah. He dropped it late. But yeah, I'm glad he did drop it. Um I was just going to ask that. Was it late? Because I I was looking and looking and then, yeah, nothing. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't, like, in the last few years, it dropped at midnight, right? Or very yeah. close after. I was up till 2 a.m. and it didn't drop. Because <laughs> I, I was looking for it. Not, I didn't stay up looking for it, but I did look for it when I was still up and it hadn't dropped. So he had to drop it okay. super, super late. Okay. So I don't feel so bad. Yeah. Yeah, don't feel bad. Um. We really that uh we we I had on the list that we were gonna get into the live performer brackets, but actually, just because let's wait and do that next week. I'm just gonna ask you guys this, this is gonna be the last topic for this week. What artists are you looking forward to hearing new music from in 2020? And that'll be the last topic for tonight. Mm, that's a good question. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um. I, okay, so I will say this. I don't want to do the obvious and say, look, I, I can't wait for Cole and Kendrick to drop. I'm going to go outside the box. And I want to see if Takashi makes music, what kind of content he, that he comes up with. And then I want to see, I want to see, um, I'm going to go with, God, that's a good question. I'm going to go with the dream. Mm, okay. Mm. okay. I want to, I want to, I want to hear new music from him. Fair enough. Fair enough, Mary. Um, so honestly, I think one artist that we don't talk enough about on this show is Tiana Taylor. Ooh. I really enjoyed her her album. Yeah. Um, I actually really do dig her as a personality. Um, the rawness and realness with which she exited the fucking <laughs> tour with Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, most artists try to be diplomatic and won't disclose the details. And she put him on complete blast. That shit was happening. Um, yeah, I respect her and her creativity. I definitely, even her videos are all, you know, dope. Her collabs are all very interesting. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what she does next. And hopefully there's something. I hope she, I, I need to see her step away from Kanye. Like really, well, honestly, I think she 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 was vocal about not appreciating the product the production process with him for yeah. that last project. So I do I I I I I my prediction is that she's going to go in a different direction. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mine is I have two. Um, I run the jewels absolutely because we've already got confirmation that that album's coming out, and I've I love that group, so that goes without saying. I'm really looking forward to run the jewels, but as I've said on this podcast before, you guys always kind of side eye me. I have a weak spot for little Uzi Vert, and the fact that he's releasing an album in 2020 
and he's now on Rock Nation to just see the type of production that he. I don't give a damn. You can look at me crazy. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what what type of music we get from Little Uzi Vert. Listen, I was bracing myself to hear Bone Thugs and Harmony oh, when you said you had that. a weak spot. So this is the type of music. Look. This is the type of music we're gonna be getting from Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then then the obvious ones to see the continued progression of the ones we talked about before, the baby and Megan the Stallion, to see how Cardi uh bounces back. Uh she had a, a fairly active first part of twenty nineteen, but kinda died off towards the end there. So to see what she when we start getting new music from her again and um yeah, I mean that's really it for me. She, she had to deal with some legal issues, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, Mary, was that you that I know I had reposted um, the iconic video of Janet and Mike, the screen video. Mm-hmm. Was that you that mentioned that because you brought up Tiana Taylor and somebody mentioned, or was it? It could have been one of y'all. Somebody mentioned that. They would like to see the video redone by Chris Brown and Tiana Taylor. It wasn't me that said it, but that would be pre- pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I co-sign yeah. that for sure. Yeah, if anybody can pull it off, it's, it's those two. Yeah. You know, not for nothing, but I would really love to see the resurgence of actual videos because when we get one, we're like, ooh, like even with the baby's bop, it was like, mm. okay. But like, I feel like there's no 106 in Park or TRL, like. There's no concentrated place for them to be curated and outlined. So I think, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm well, saying. Maybe we need, no, no. we need a show to, to count down videos. I don't know. No, but. This goes back This goes back to me saying, I think there's an artist out there that could bring back tapes, that could bring back CDs, that could bring back Walkmans. They could bring that back. It's just that... I don't know. It got. It probably just got to be the right person. You could. It's funny to me because we look at all these different outlets for videos, just random videos to look at. You know, World Star breaks a lot of videos. People stay on World Star. Now they look for more of the real, authentic, you know, day to day stuff that happens. But there's also music videos on there. And then when a dope video does come out, you know, we're all glued to it. And shout out to Tip Drill. Yeah. Tip Drill. Oh. Tip drill, top five video all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm not touching that one, bro. You can have it. Uh, oh, uh, I'm touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. Uh, this has been the Breaks Radio. I'm one of your host, CEO Hayes. Uh, go ahead and leave them your social media and all that good shit. I guess I'll go next. I'm Miss Mary Almonte. Everywhere for the most part. I'm going to uh, at, <laughs> at Baylor the Great on all social media platforms, and uh, welcome to a new year, a new decade. Um, yeah, everybody get their new year on. Yeah, Rihanna's already started off trolling her fans this new year. I don't know. Did you guys see her post? Because she was uh, post something about people complaining that she said she was going to come out with an album in 2019 and didn't, and it's just like the laughing yeah. emoji. Come on, man. Huh? I need that album, but uh, you guys can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio at gmail.com. And that has been another episode to start off this year. We will see you beautiful people next week. Peace. This shit about to make me go blind like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I'm about to give somebody a seizure, right? bro. Check. Uh, yo, 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 uh, yo, 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 y